Hi, and welcome to The Booby Girls, a podcast from two friends dedicated to answering the age-old question, which was better, the book or the movie? And I'm Hannah. And if you want to hear more from the Boovie Girls, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash the Boovie Girls. And we just started our next Boovie Serials. We are covering Stay Close, which is a Netflix series. And I need everyone to watch this and, and read, read it. Because yeah. the book is like, I, there's been, it's been a long time since I've had a book where... Um, like I've kept wanting to read it. Right. Like you know, I usually I'm like okay. you know what I mean. It's been a, it's <laughs> yeah. been a while. So like this one, it's a really easy read, and I really like the series so far yeah. too. So everyone needs to listen to it. Yeah. So we released our first episode on our feed last week, um, and so the rest of the episodes will be on our Patreon for you to sign up and listen to. This week on the podcast, we are covering. I'm calling it a classic because everyone says it's a classic. We are covering Beloved, but you think that it's not a classic. <laughs> I don't know what I think this is anymore, to be perfectly honest. What? I didn't even title it because I what? don't even know. I don't even know. I did, I, How about we just go with I don't even know? I don't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just. Well, then the reason why I said it wasn't a classic, because what I guess wouldn't was. Yeah. So the book was originally published September of 1987, which is right, the which year, year I was born. born. Yeah. So like, I, I don't consider myself a classic quite yet. <laughs> So that, that like, really uh, ask, poked me the wrong way. Ask any, what, Gen yes. year or whatever, yes. you're, you're a classic at this point. I just, Anything before 1990 well, is considered and, classic. And one of the reasons you wanted to do this is because you have your scratch off of 100, what, epic, epic reads? Epic reads, yeah. Well, and my cousin. Who's making that thing? I don't know, but my cousin suggested this to us. I love my cousin. Um, but... This was this was interesting. I don't. <laughs> so let's just get yeah, into it. Yeah. So yeah, like I said, uh, published in 1987, it's written by Toni Morrison. It has a 3.9 out of five on Goodreads. Don't False. know how. False. Um, and it's 324 pages. Oof. Yikes. <laughs> uh, the movie came out in 1998. If you're interested, it is on. It is free with Amazon Prime. Of all the movies. Thank God we didn't have to pay for this one. Can you, you know? say it's free if, it, if you have to pay for Amazon Prime? It's free with your Amazon Prime subscription is how they it's like to say It's actually free it. with ads. Mine had True. ads. Yeah, mine too. Which <laughs> every time an ad came out, I was like, thank God I can get on my phone for oh five seconds. Oh my God, seconds. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's yes. the only reason why. Yes. Um, I've actually never been so close to not finishing a movie. Wow. You, you know me. I was like, I can't fully give my opinion unless I finish the movie. And I, it was a close one. I had to take multiple like bathroom breaks, mm-hmm. food breaks, like just mental breaks. Yeah. <laughs> it was wild. Movie. So yeah. So like I said, the movie came out in 1998. It's rated R. It's a drama history horror movie. Which I can yeah. see why they thought that, but I think it was horror, like horror in a different way than you would think. <laughs> um, it was two hours and 52 minutes long, which is about an hour and 52 minutes longer than it needed to be. <laughs> um, it's directed by Jonathan Demi and produced by Oprah, who mm-hmm. is also in the movie as well. Oh, I thought you were going to say anything about the director. No, I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Well, as you can see that where this uh, podcast episode is going, please hang in there with us. I promise it'll be okay. Um, so the IMDb synopsis reads, which this is the most like lackluster synopsis I think we've ever had. Uh-huh. Based on the book by Toni Morrison, in which a slave is visited by the spirit of a mysterious young woman. What? That's it. That's all it gives you. 
Oh. So I don't know if they're being vague intentionally because this movie is just so messed up. I guess. Or, or it's up for interpretation. I guess The so. book is at least, I guess. I so know. some interesting facts. Um, the book is actually inspired by an event that actually happened. I did read that. So um, basically the cliff notes, uh, a woman by the name of Margaret Garner was an enslaved person in Kentucky. Um, she escaped and fled for the free state of Ohio in 1856. She was um, captured uh, part, as part of the Fugitive Slave Act of 1850, um, U.S. Marshals burst into the cabin where Gardner and her husband had barricaded themselves um, and their children. And she actually was attempting to kill her children, which I realize I'm totally giving the entire plot of the it's movie fine. away. It's fine. It'll um, make it less than But I just thought that about. was so interesting. I didn't know yeah. that it was kind of, you know, based off of or at least inspired by true events. Um, the, the way that Toni Morrison came across the story uh, was through a newspaper article in 1856 titled A Visit in the Slave a visit to the slave mother who killed her child. Um, and it was in a uh, publication called the American Baptist. So she, I guess, came across the article and was like, you know, it'd be a great idea for a book. Yeah. <laughs> this crazy ass story. Oh my gosh. Um, so it actually has won a Pulitzer Prize for fiction in 1988. Just don't get it. Which, you know, it, I mean, listen, that's probably one of the biggest awards you could win out of anything, not just in, you know, writing and really like life. <laughs> did you listen to this one? I did. I listened to it. I don't know if it was the the one I was listening to. Where she but stopped was, every like two words. Yeah, in the middle of sentences. Yeah. So it it's actually narrated funny. by the author, Toni Morrison. And I thought oh, that was interesting wow. too. So I'll get into that a little bit. Um, so yeah, it won the Pulitzer Prize in 1988. It was a finalist for the 1987 National Book Award as well. Um the New York Times ranked it as the best work of American fiction from 81 to 2006. Um, if you it, could see my face right now. <laughs> it has been banned from several U.S. schools, uh, common reasons being for censorship, bestiality, infanticide, which I didn't know what that meant, sex and violence. Mm -hmm. um, and lastly, in January 2016, um, it was broadcast in a 10-episode BBC Radio 4 uh, dramatization as well. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> So, yeah. That's all you got? <laughs> Some interesting facts for you there. Fascinating. So, here's another fascinating thing. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 71%. How? I just... Why? Don't. And here's the thing. <clears throat> Do I think the concept and the, the story... The story is really cool. Is very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. The way the story is told in the book and the movie is absolutely awful. Correct. In my opinion, I should say. Um, so it got a 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. However, in the box office, it completely bombed. It was There was an $80 million budget, which is a lot of money. And it only grossed $22.8 million worldwide, which I don't think this is going to be an international bestseller. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it was nominated... Um, which again was weird for one Oscar didn't win for best costume design costume, which design. the only costumes that I liked were when they went to the carnival. Mm -hmm. I liked their coats yeah. that they wore, but other than that, it was what like a random award to be nominated like for rags. Yeah. So I don't know. But I guess, I mean, I don't know what the, um, qualifications are for being, you know, nominated for that award, I but I think a lot of times those that get nominated, it's like, how well did they interpret True. the clothing of the time and like all that, I which I think so. for, for what it was, was yeah. accurate. 
So Oprah actually purchased the film rights to the novel in 1987, so right after it was published. Mm -hmm. Um, She claims that while reading the book, she could only picture herself as Setha and Danny Glover as Paul D. Like when she read it, that's who she pictured it. So it took her 10 years um, to get the film made. um, But when she did, she decided that she needed to produce it herself. That sparks a very interesting question that I've actually had asked before and have asked others. Do you ever picture yourself as the main character when reading books? Never. Me either. Never. So that's so interesting that But Oprah, I guess I'm, I'm also not an actress. Like, maybe if I was. But was Oprah an actress at that point? Yeah, she had done um, oh, yeah. some things before that. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But still. Yeah. Yeah, I never. Maybe I should I try it. I purposely don't because I like to be like, I like to... I read books to escape, right? Yeah. And me, like, being the main character always makes me feel like I'm too much into yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway. I, just I don't even know. In movies, I don't even, like, think that way either. No. So. I think about what my movie would be mm-hmm. about. But yeah. I don't, I don't know that I've ever thought about who would pay, play me either. Yeah. My uncle says I look like Mila Kunis, and I definitely don't see it. <laughs> I could kind of see it. Really? Yeah, she has a rounder face. You have mm. a more oval face. I do. All right. So this is kind of a long fact, but it's actually pretty fascinating. So bear with me here. Uh, The farmhouse scene um, was filmed in Fairhill, Maryland. Um, It pretty a lot of this movie takes place in this farmhouse. Mm -hmm. It was not actually a farmhouse. Um, They did have to um, create it. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, they basically just like a plot of land for in Maryland or whatever. Um, it also didn't snow that year. So like in the snow, um, scenes, all, everything is fabricated. All the snow is fabricated, plastic icicles, shaped that's ice, why it was $80 million budget. Yeah. Right. So all of this was done on this plot of land. So while they were filming the park office in this Maryland park air area, um, called and they were asking for advice dealing with another film crew because they claimed they claimed kids wanted to film a movie, but they said they didn't seem like they knew what they were doing. And they seemed to be just running around the woods with cameras. Ring any bells? Blair Witch? Yep. Beloved ended up being not nearly as big as, of a success as the Blair Witch Project was that was filmed on the same grounds. How fascinating. Yeah. Cause they were just like, these kids kind of are, are using our set and are just running around not knowing what they're doing. Oh, Isn't that's that good. crazy? That's I mean, really as you good. know, Blair Witch is one of the biggest box office draws yeah. of all time. So. I've never seen it, but. And one of like the lowest budgeted movies ever, clearly, because they use someone else's <laughs> film set. Well, plus it was, you know, all filmed with one of those handy yeah, cams. So. Yeah. So, I mean, there's hor- that one was a horror movie. Yeah. So we'll say that. So, that's so interesting. Uh, so a few members of the cast. Uh, we'll start with Setha. She is the main character of the well one of the main characters Mm -hmm. she is she was an enslaved woman that escaped from kentucky to the free state of ohio Mm -hmm. um played by oprah winfrey uh the queen the queen (laughs) uh we saw her in a wrinkle in time not too long ago she was in the movie selma and she also starred in the color purple uh, interesting enough, I just saw that they are redoing the color purple oh. into a musical oh. um, adaptation. It's coming out in 2023. Uh, Tasty from Orange yes. is the New Black is playing the girl who did or Oprah's part oh. in that movie. Um, Taraji P. Henson is also going to be in it and Fantasia Barino. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> That's on our list to do. Yeah. So now the question is, do we just wait for yeah. the musical version and... 
cover that. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Because, you know, we love to not do originals. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Did we not learn our lesson with, uh, what was that one we hated? A couple of them. <laughs> All right, moving on. Paul D., um, which I just kept calling Polly D in my head, you know, from Jersey Shore, uh, played by Danny Glover. Um, he's in all the Lethal Weapon movies, um, including the fifth one that is coming up soon. There's, There's another, another one. one. Oh my gosh. Um, he's also in one of my favorite movies, Angels in the Outfield. Um, Never seen that. It's great. Uh, I love Danny Glover. I think he's, you know, a great actor. And he's- Is he related to Donald Glover, a.k.a.? Childish Gambino. I don't think he is. I'm I don't know. Maybe up. though. I'm gonna look that up. Um, here's the thing about <laughs> Danny Glover. He has looked like the same age forever. Mm-hmm. Like fact. It, it doesn't matter. Like, I think he's. It's like he's. He, is he related to him? Yeah, it's his dad. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I thought it was just. Oh wait, of- no. I'm sorry. No, hold on. Wait. Donald Glover Senior. I think that's his brother. Okay, so they it's are Danny related. Glover, right? Yeah. Okay, hold on. <laughs> now, now I need to know. Um, let's see. I'm looking at Donald Glover's IMDb. <laughs> oh, just kidding. He is not, despite rumors related to actor Donnie Glover. They look alike, though. So they're not related. No. Hmm. But, but his dad is famous, too. I'm confused now. I'm extremely confused. Yeah. I, I shouldn't have done this. No, now you're down the rabbit hole. <laughs> anyway, keep going. But anyways, so yeah, I feel like Danny Glover has looked 72 for his entire career. Yes. For better or for worse, I would I agree guess with I that. Say. I would agree with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought he was good in this in this one. I mean, for what this role was. He's basically, I forgot to say, Paul D is the character that... Um, I, I guess him and Seth were on the same plantation as slaves in Home Sweet. Yes. Yeah, and then sweet home, sweet home, home sweet, <laughs> sweet home. I don't know. Um, and then he ends up, you know, once he was freed, he comes to find he comes back to her. Yes, technically. Yeah. Uh, Denver, who is Setha's youngest child, um, the girl is played by uh, Kimberly Eliza. Um, she's actually in the movie Ad Astra, which is a book to movie adaptation, which I think is on our list. And I don't know what it is, but I guess well, it should, should be. be. <laughs> I mean, she was also in the Manchurian Candidate. Uh, I thought she was really good. I'm surprised I don't. I'm surprised she's not in other things. I know her from something. That's not one of the things you just mentioned. Okay. So now I'm just gonna keep googling okay. things. But she—that's what I thought too. I thought she looked familiar. And she then does. When, she definitely does. But then when I looked up, looked her up, I was might like, be something yeah. that you've seen and I have, or I've seen that you haven't seen. Just gonna keep pausing. It's fine. Let's see movies. John Q. Oh, have you have you seen John Q? Yeah, With Denzel Washington. Yeah, a long time ago. Yes, that's she must what have been pretty young in that then. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't realize Denzel is in the Manchurian Candidate too. Mm-hmm. So she must just love Denzel. <laughs> Denzel. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, right. obviously. Uh, uh, yeah. So I mean, that she was fine. I liked her a lot. Um, well, because they have an actress playing like younger her at the beginning, mm-hmm. and then they flash to like the present day or whatever, yeah. and then it's Kimberly. Um, so, but yes, I really liked her. Um, I don't know how old she was when this movie came out. Uh, she was like in her twenties. Both the girls were about in their 20s were they supposed to be no well i think denver's supposed to be about 18 okay and so yeah right about then i think yeah 
So yeah, but I liked her anyway. Uh, last character uh, is Beloved, who we never really find out what her actual name was, do we? I don't think we do. They mention it in the book. Couldn't tell you what it is. <laughs> um, I yeah, I don't know that in they the movie they it don't the mention it no, at all. I don't think so. They do. Beloved, we'll talk about who exactly she is in a little bit. But anyways, played by uh, oh gosh, do you know how to pronounce Thandy? Thandy. But there's a W-E at the end of it. Yeah, no. Thandy Newton. Thandy Newton. (laughs) And I only know that because she's in Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, she's in the Pursuit of Happiness, and she's also in the series uh, Westworld. She is. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, Her first name, Thandy, in African actually means beloved. What? I know. It's weird. What are the odds? According to IMDb. (laughs) I didn't fact check it. That may or may not be true. Uh, yeah. Um, interesting, though. Lauren Hill was actually casted for this role, but had to drop out um, when filming began because she became pregnant. Interesting. Yeah. Which I don't know if I could have seen her in this No. Role. Thandy is perfect for this role. Yeah. Here's my she's thing. She's just <clears throat> enough, like, she's beautiful. Yeah. But she's also, like, weird enough that yeah. it works for this character. Here's my thing. And I'm trying to say this in the most politically correct way. Okay. The way they had her act, beloved, mm-hmm. I, I feel like they wanted her to act like she was a child, correct? Kind of like her men, her brain wasn't fully like developed, right? Yeah, but I felt like it came off more like someone with like mental disabilities. Well, if your brain doesn't fully develop, that's what happens. Well, I know, but it didn't seem like a, it didn't seem childish to me. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't kind know. Of. I don't know. It okay. just seemed kind of like, I guess I, I just didn't know which route that they were going. Not that it matters, right. but like, I just wasn't sure. Got and it. there was, a pl- there was a lot of times when she made me very uncomfortable. Well, which is why the point. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, she was like eating with her mouth open and I was like, I can't. I oh, I, away. that's like one of my biggest pet peeves yeah. is when people chew with their mouths open. Yeah. It's neither here nor there. No. I'm sorry. I'm still on this Danny Glover, Donald Glover, Childish Gambino. <laughs> any, new, any new arrivals? No, I'm pretty sure they're not related and everyone just thinks that they are. What did you Google? Is Donald Glover related to Danny Glover? And it just didn't say yes or no? No, but then they say that Donald Glover, which is Childish Gambino, his dad is Donald Glover Sr. But when you Google that, it's a picture of Danny Glover. <laughs> so, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with this story. So, let's just keep going. I mean, here, I have a If good you way. know who let Donald Glover's dad is, let us know. Let me just check one thing here for you. Do you have a, an encyclopedia of childhood? No, but on life? IMDb, when you go into yeah. everybody, it tells you... Who their parents are, yeah. right? Yeah. That, so does Google. But that's what I'm saying, though. Maybe it, I'm so I'm going into Danny Glover to see if he if it shows any like children. I gotcha. I just need to know who Donald Glover Sr. is at this point. Mm, family. That's supposed to be his dad. But I'm like trying to figure out if he is somebody. Like if according he's to IMDb, he only had one child. Danny did. Yeah. And it was not Donald. No. Mandisa. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So a woman. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Relatives were Martin Glover is his sibling. Yeah. I think I'm trying to make fetch happen and it's not going to happen. So let's and just keep going. I don't know who Martin Glover is. <laughs> not important. 
Any hoozle. Go one down one more rabbit oh, hole. Okay, yeah, I don't think that. I, I, I don't think they're I related. apologize to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story, I don't think they're related. Yeah. Uh, and that was it for characters. Yeah, I guess that's really all I mean, that matters. I those are the main four. Yeah. <laughs> all right, time for who said it. Uh, your first quote is, how come everybody run off from Sweet Home can't stop talking about it? That was from Denver. Yes. Next one is, she left me behind by myself. Mm, beloved. Yes. <laughs> Next one. Me and you, we got more yesterday than anybody. We need some kind of tomorrow. Mm, Baldy. Yeah. Wow. Last one. Love is or it ain't. Thin love ain't love at all. I mean, let's go with Setha. <laughs> Process of elimination. Yeah, right. That's what you did there. Do you feel like we should play F. Mary Kill? Um, I think we should kill everyone <laughs> because this movie was very frightening. I mean, we don't have to play off Mariko. I mean, I just don't know exactly how all these girls are supposed to be. And it's all just a little disturbing to me. Fact. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> yes. Let's just get right, into it. Let's get into it. So the movie starts off, again, it's very long. It's very long. Um, starts off in a graveyard. And we get up to a gravestone that just has beloved on it. In the book, we actually find out why it just says beloved. Well, it was supposed to say, it started as dearly beloved. (laughs) Yeah. Because there was going to be more on the gravestone. And then I think. They could afford it. Right. Because it was like you had to pay per letter. So they couldn't afford it. That's right. So it just said beloved on it. Which I was like, that was it. That was the one thing I picked up on this book. And they didn't even put it in the movie. Well, but like, if you know you don't have the the money to do it, why would you not just have the one word be her name? Correct. (laughs) Right. But I guess that's how you get beloved. Uh, I guess. Have you ever been to like a really old graveyard um, and like seen graves like etched like that? Not. No. Like like almost like an RIP sign. Yeah. No. Like uh, up in Tombstone, because, you know, we're from Arizona in Tombstone, which is about two, three hours from here. Mm-hmm. Um, they have like old, really old like grave sites like that, which that's have cool. like just like a couple letters or, you Weird. know, it looks like someone actually chiseled it in yeah. there. Yeah. Creepy. That's intense. But anyways, so we now see uh, the house, the farmhouse, and this is where I almost, <laughs> I almost turned it off. Same. So like of all the things that didn't need to be in this movie, um, the house is going crazy, and the poor dog gets thrown against the wall, and its eye falls out. Yep. And I'm like, oh my god. And I remember in the book they talk about how Setha like helped him, and she didn't even like blink an eye, which does happen. Right. She does go and help this poor dog and the dog lives. But I'm like, we didn't need to see that. 1000%. Why, why that was included? I have no idea. No. It, I mean, <laughs> clearly it was a, it was not a real dog. It was like a dog from like Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it looked like the little dog with the, with the keys. I, I know so it clearly about. didn't look real, but I was like, also like, didn't need to like see any of that. Also just for clarity, the dog in Pirates of the Caribbean is real. You're talking about the ride. Yes. Yeah, so the ride. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, the house is going crazy like shaking clearly haunted and i love it the two boys the sons are like bye like i'm (laughs) out of here which is always like you know i'm really into the paranormal shows you know that Mm -hmm. and i it's always me i'm like just leave leave and i know people some people are you know financially attached or whatever but like some people aren't and they just are like i don't want to move i'm actually reading a book right now that's about the dust bowl and um like the dad and the daughter of the family like want to flee mm-hmm. and go to California, but the mom and like the rest of the family yeah. is like, we don't have the money to be able to go. By the way, it's the, called The Four Winds if anyone wants to read it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I'm like, yeah, like if you're financially stuck in a place, understandable. Yeah. But if you have the ability to go elsewhere. <laughs> I told you, it's one of my biggest, like, we're hopefully going to be able to buy some sort of 
property. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's probably be an outhouse at this point, the way oh, prices are. But like, that's my one of my biggest fears is moving into a haunted house. Well, aren't they supposed to disclose that to you? Uh, I don't know if they have to in Arizona. Oh. In There's some states, you have to. Houses here. That's for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway, about the, the good old boys, Howard and Bugler. Yeah, they're like, um, they leave. Yeah, they leave together. <laughs> in the book, they actually leave separately. Um, they leave when each of them becomes 13. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Howard's older or Bugler's older. It doesn't yeah. matter. But, like, they don't leave together. Uh, so the, and they end up leaving Denver. She's the only, she's like, where are you guys going? <laughs> like, I was like, why wouldn't they just take her with them? Right. So they leave. Um, we now see uh, Seth working in the fields. Um, oh, good news. The dog is alive. Yes, I literally said the doggo is okay-ish. He's limping around. <laughs> but he <laughs> but he's is still alive. alive. We now see that Paul D shows up after 18 years. And so... Basically, it's been 18 years since Setha has escaped from slavery. In Kentucky, yes. In Kentucky. Um, and he came to see baby Sugs. Suggs, Sugs. I was calling it Suggs, but they were calling it Sugs. yeah. So. Who is actually the grandma yes. <laughs> in this story, which is very confusing. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, I came to see her, but also, like, came to see you as well. And baby Sugs is uh, Setha's mother-in-law. Correct. Who has passed away recently pretty recently in the last couple years years, yeah Yeah. so um she invites him in and all of a sudden he like sees like a red light as he walks in and sees like visions of like dead kids and all this stuff which i don't remember them mentioning like that when he walks in immediately no not when he walks in but we'll get into it a little bit later like there's a definite difference in terms of how they interpret it in the movie when Mm -hmm. it comes to this like demon ghost situation versus in the book but yeah no uh red light red flashing lights well and so basically she says it like very matter-of-factly like yeah our house is haunted by um setha's baby that died so and i think they mentioned the book pretty quickly how this baby died like they talk about they do because they they, mention they bring up beloved pretty quickly yeah but yeah like we get we don't get the full story which we technically don't get the full full story until the end but um but yeah it's very much kind of like a we're just gonna trickle it in at the beginning and then come back to it later they mentioned that her throat was slit but we don't know right. much anything else than that at this point. Uh, we see Denver comes down the stairs and she meets Paul D for the first time. And is just like an overprotective teenager of their mom, <laughs> like anyone would be. Uh, and we end up getting a little bit more of a backstory of Seth and Paul D and how um, they all ran away from their home or their home in, is it home sweet or sweet home? Sweet home. Sweet home. Sweet home, yeah. Alabama. So I have to remember. I know, but it's in Kentucky. Right. <laughs> and I love Denver's like, everyone talks about how, you know, everyone's always talking about sweet home, but it must not be very nice if you all ran away from it. So, you know, I don't know if that's just Denver not fully knowing what exactly happened. Right. Like she, her because, mom just never talks well, about and, it. And she, she mentions that, right? She, Denver says like, mom never really, or ma'am never really talked to me mm-hmm. about kind of her past. Yeah. Right away. Then the house starts acting up again. And Denver's like, I don't want to live here anymore. Yeah. Like this sucks. Like I don't blame her. no one ever comes over. Everyone like shuns us. And like Paul D's like, yeah, like this isn't a great place for us to like stay. But Seth is like refuses to leave. She's the person who doesn't want to leave right. the haunted house. Also, I love that. Like Paul D has just like inserted himself into yeah. this family. He's like, <laughs> I, I will stay now. Right. Well, and we have to remember. So Paul D was friends with Setha's 
husband. His name was Hallie, yes. Yes. Which... And it's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Hallie has died, and so now he's kind of yes. swooping in on But according to Denver, she doesn't think that Hallie has died yet at this point. Yeah. And she thinks that, like, he'll eventually come back at some exactly. point. She then starts telling this story um, about when she was in Sweet Home, and she was basically attacked by the men that she was enslaved by. And at this point she was pregnant. So they actually, when they attacked her, they, she keeps saying they took my milk, took my Mm. milk, which basically they took her breast milk. Literally. Which was like a very graphic scene. Unnecessary. Very. Yeah. I guess that that's a great word for a lot of this. Like there's a lot of unnecessary, like you can get through some of these scenes without having it be the way it was, I guess. But I guess, I mean, if that's, what you were going for as a director. I guess. Job well done. I don't know. Shock like value. Yeah, I don't know. Again, it, it it's hard because it's like, this movie is obviously older. Mm-hmm. If this movie were to be made now, yeah. would like, you know, would that director make those same decisions? I, I don't know. know. I don't Just know. I find weird. it like weird. She was also um, whipped after this. And she talks about how they left a tree on her back, which is basically, you know, with all the lashings, it looks like a cherry, a choke, choke cherry, cherry tree, tree. Um, mm-hmm. on her back, which just sounds. Say, say that three times fast. Oh, I know. Choke cherry tree. <laughs> so as she's like, <laughs> as she's telling this story, like Paul D comes from behind her and like grabs her breasts. And I'm like. This is so weird. You know what I don't want to happen when I'm talking about being, like, molested? Right. Another man grabbing my boobs. Right. And he, like, kisses her back. And, like, the the ghost baby does not like this and starts acting up and starts (laughs) shaking the house. Well, at this time, when the house is shaking, Paul D, like, yells back at it and, like, stands up, you know, to this ghost baby. And in the book... Denver's not in the house at this point. I think she, when this start, like when they're yeah. kissing or whatever, she's like, okay, like I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Gotta go. But in the movie, she's still in the house. Yeah. Um, well, and in the, well, keep going. So <laughs> then when the haunted, the haunt stops, uh, Paul D and Setha go upstairs and they have sex. One of the things they talked about in the book is how, unsatisfied he was. They were both kind of just disgusted yeah. with each other after the fact. Which right. We do not get in the movie. No, they, they seem very seem, happy. <laughs> right. Which I thought was kind of a kind of a little bit of a miss because I thought, you know, in the book they described, you know, like it's something that he had thought about for a long time and she, you know, yeah. and then it like built up all of this and like he didn't yeah. didn't hit the mark. Well, and of course, I mean, she knows that her husband's been dead, but like mm-hmm. this is his, you know, friend. Right. Like it's not supposed to be an easy decision to like have sex with him and then be all like happy go lucky right. about it. Exactly. Well, Paul D decides to just stick around. <laughs> like I said, he's just like I'm yeah. gonna stay. And he like asks, he's like, Hey, is it okay if I stick around? Because like I'd like to just like have a life with you. I'm like convenient, <laughs> right. so convenient. Um. And at this point, Denver is like still not into this, but she says, you know, you know, the haunting has kind of died down a little bit, but the baby isn't gone. Um, and then the baby has some sort of other plans. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Which then span to this woman in black coming out of the river, which is very creepy. She's like wheezing. There's bugs crawling all yeah. over her. And we see that there's a scar underneath her throat. 
Did you like, did it click for you? At, immediately. Oh, it didn't click for me. Even with the scar? I didn't really see the scar. Like, I didn't pay attention oh, to the scar. Yeah, I definitely, I was like, okay, well, that's clearly I was trying baby. to. I was trying to see how much I could get away with not actually physically watching them. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> not my cup of tea, <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that. You picked this one. I know. <laughs> so, now Setha, Paul D, and Denver end up going to, like, their local carnival. Uh, something that they didn't mention in the movie is they're at this like local carnival and it seems like everyone's kind of surprised to see them out because Setha and uh, Denver usually don't get out. One of the things that they mentioned in the book is that this was technically, was it the, the, I hate even using this word, but the colored day. Yeah. This was the one day that they, they mentioned that in the movie. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think he like said it really quickly. He's like, oh. it's, it's like, it's colored day and it's two, uh, $2 or whatever. And I have yeah. enough to like take us. I, and I did like this scene. It was kind of like Denver seems very happy to be out. She's like coming around to Paul or like have this yeah. moment over like the lemonade. Well, and, like people <laughs> are acknowledging them mm-hmm. and that some have even like, mentioned Denver by name. Yeah. So she feels like, oh, people do actually kind of know me. I right. thought it was interesting. Like, I didn't get the sense in the book that these people were so much judging them. Like, right. they were, like, as shunned as mm-hmm. it makes it seem in the movie. Right. Um, which would make sense because at the carnival, they, like, they get stares. Yeah. But eventually people come around to them yeah. and they're like, oh, it's nice to see you or whatever. So yeah. I thought that was weird that they, like, made it seem so much more like you know, these people are not like, they're not welcome or something. So they're on their way home from the carnival and they end up seeing this woman in black against the tree, some like tree trunk thing. Well, Setha sees her and like runs off and like just pees. Yeah. Like it's very like graph. Like it was very weird. (laughs) Also, she had a lot of pee. It's like if she'd been holding her pee for like, 17 hours. And I mean, I get it. If I saw something like that in my front yard, I'd probably panic and pee. I mean, it was <laughs> just the fact that she was like, excuse me, I have to go. And like, she runs around back. It was back. just very weird. Like, and it, it's weird because like at this point, she's not, she's not supposed to know exactly who this woman she doesn't. is. She yeah. doesn't. She just has this reaction. I think she just, reason. it's like a visceral, like, you know, reaction. very weird. <laughs> so they end up bringing this woman home and she says her name is beloved she like spells it out so like at this point you still didn't like figure that out yes when she says she was beloved okay got it it. (laughs) um and the weird thing about her is that her feet are in like perfect condition and she says that she's cold and that she's really cold well and they know that that's weird because a lot of times like especially if you're coming from somewhere like you know, shoes aren't the best thing. Like, mm. we see a scene later where Setha's feet are all yeah. beat up. Like, it's not common for someone to have perfectly Perfect feet. pedicured feet. Right. Um, she did have very nice feet. She did. <laughs> uh, and Denver actually makes a point to say she's like, you know, she's not sick, but, like, I'm going to take care of her. So, because Denver just need, wants, you know, a companion. Well, yeah, I don't blame her. Her brother's abandoned her, and she's been with her mom the last yeah. eight years. So, she ends up taking care of Beloved. Um, Beloved, like, soils her sheets, and she cleans them for her. Um, and she gets her to get out of bed and starts eating stuff. She, like, um, you know, because she wasn't eating or drinking or anything. Uh, Beloved ends up helping Setha, like, make bread. And then they find out that she can also, like, lift. She's very strong. Mm-hmm. She can, like, lift a heavy chair with just one, one hand. And, like, Paul D sees this and gets very, like, wary of it. Yeah. Like, like something's it, up. And I wish we would have gotten more of that type of stuff yeah, with it. Like, I agree. Well, it was, like, 
the the extent of what we got was like just like random looks that he would give her. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do get the scene where he kind of interrogates her at the dinner table, but other than yeah. that, it's like he's just kind of like, okay, this girl's weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you kind of almost start seeing. I mean, both. Denver and um, Paul D start to get a little jealous of the relationship Mm -hmm. that Setha and Beloved start to have. And at one point, Beloved asks Setha, you know, where are your diamond earrings? I'm like, this is weird. And, you know, Setha's like, well, I never had diamond earrings, but I did have crystal ones um, that the woman I used to work for gave me. I'm like, hello. Right. Like, how did you not pick that up (laughs) right right then? (laughs) Right. So Beloved then asks Setha about her mom and she tells her um, that she like didn't really, she didn't really know her mom. Like she didn't have a relationship with her and that, you know, her mom was also a slave and she actually saw her mom be hung, Mm -hmm. which again is very like things that I didn't need to see were, you know, it was very graphic. Like, and I know that it's, it's what happened and it's awful. um, But it was just very like, not something I was jarring. Yeah. It was not something I enjoyed watching. She also mentions here that like her mom had told her, you know, I have this mark. Mm -hmm. If you forget anything else, like always remember that I have this mark and this is how you can like identify me Mm -hmm. or whatever. And then they ask her like, do you have a mark? And she Mm -hmm. says no. So beloved now asked Paul, um, you know, where's he been all the time? And like, don't you have people? Right. <laughs> like you came out of nowhere. And I love that she interrogates him. Yeah. She's, <laughs> she's like, like, where are your people? Who are you? <laughs> and basically he said, he's been walking. I'm like, you've been walking for 18 years. He's just been walking and seeing how bad people's situations are. And then he kind of like flips it on her again. It's like, you know, I've never seen a girl, you know, like you before and wants to know more about her. So they keep just interrogating each other right. with no answer. Neither one trusts the other. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, and, and beloved basically answers and says, you know, she's been looking for this place. Like this is where she wanted. She said she told, and that she was told at the bridge that this was where, where she yeah. needed to go. She said and that, that she told her about this place. Yes. I don't know who the she, who she is. <laughs> and she said she had to lo- she had to walk a very far away to get there, which again, going back to like her feet were in perfect condition. Mm. Like, what does that mean? Did she float here? Yeah. And then she just starts choking and having a complete mental breakdown. So. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Uh, Setha ends up yelling at Paul D you know, because he like upset her. And then they start talking about Hallie and how, I guess there was a plan when they were on the plantation that they were all supposed to leave. Like Mm -hmm. her and the kids were all supposed to leave at one night. And how he basically, did he run off or she she thought he ran off? So they sent the kids off first then, like, the plan was that they were going to... She, I guess, according to her words, she held up her end of the plan, basically. But he, in her eyes, left her. Like, or, yeah. like, didn't show up where he was supposed to show up or whatever. So, like, she still, at this point, isn't 100% sure, like, what happened to him mm. and why he decided to just, like, abandon her. Right. Well, at this point, then, Paul D. tells her that he actually saw him up in the loft that night and that he didn't get away. Like he actually was caught again by the men and that they, um, that he saw those men attack Mm -hmm. Setha and what they did to her. 
and that he just didn't make it out that night and he ended up just losing his mind basically after that which i'm sure unfortunately happened to a lot of people yeah. during that time well and she even goes so far as to say like he saw that and like let it happen mm-hmm. and he was like he wouldn't have intentionally let it happen like clearly yeah. he lo- he had lost his mind and he couldn't physically help you right so now at this point, we're back kind of in the present and B- Beloved and Denver are like dancing around, having this cute little sister moment. <laughs> and Denver ends up, or Beloved tells Denver, you know, that she was in a really hot, dark place and she couldn't move anywhere and that she saw a lot of dead people. <laughs> Sounds lovely. <laughs> I wonder where, where I that wonder could be. Why. Um, and she says she remembers Setha leaving her behind. And at this point, Denver figures out who she really is, that she knows that this is her sister who who was killed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and Denver at this point, she's like, hey, well, don't tell mom who you are. You know, like, it'll be our secret. And Beloved's like, like, no, I don't need you. Like, I just want to be with Setha and right. I, I don't need anybody else in here she like goes full-on rage mode on yeah her. she's like don't tell me what to do yeah like i want to be with her you're kind of not important basically yeah. and just super scary so denver um tells her a story about setha and basically at, at this point i don't know why she's trying to tell her mom like tell beloved this she tells her the story of well, she asks her, right? She says, "Tell me oh, about, yeah. tell me about how Setha made you in the boat." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we get this backstory of how when Setha escaped, she was running. She was pregnant with Denver. She ends up, you know, collapsing in the woods, and this like creepy Kentucky woman finds her, but actually ends up helping her get you know back on her feet mm-hmm. and gets her to the river because once she's across the river she's in ohio which means she which is a free state so she will be um free right they get to the river they find this dilap- dilapidated boat and the second setha gets into the boat her water breaks and she gives birth in this boat and then the boat isn't usable anymore uh, so she has Denver in this boat and then she kind of hides out on like the shore bank area mm-hmm. until these men come with a river boat and take her and the baby across yeah. to meet up with baby Sooks. A couple of things just to point out here. Uh, the woman name, uh, the woman who helped her, her name was Amy Denver, mm-hmm. who is the reason that she names Denver, which we don't Denver. find out in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, we do. Really? Yes. She says she's she's like helping her at the end oh towards the gosh. end, and she's like, just remember that like um, tell this baby that Amy Denver helped you, and she's like Denver, that's a pretty uh, name. And then she said she called. The other thing is this woman is also the reason that she uh, now tells everyone that her tree markings oh, on the yeah. back are like a choke cherry tree because Amy was the one that yeah. told her that. Amy's the MVP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she gets to uh, she gets to Baby Sug's house. And her boys are there and the other baby is there. And when they, when she gets there, um, we see that she was given these crystal earrings as a wedding gift, um, from her, from the woman that she worked with. So those are the diamond earrings that beloved had referenced earlier. Yeah. Cause she used to give them to beloved, whatever her mm-hmm. real name was to like play with, you know, like yeah. you give keys to kids exactly. to like keep them entertained. <laughs> Is that what you give kids to be entertained? Diamond keys. earrings? No well, keys. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing, right? Like car keys? Yeah. You like jangle them cause they're like, they make noise. You've never done that before? I mean, I guess if there's nothing else to, yeah. to give them. 
Sure. Whatever. Okay. This is why I don't have children. <laughs> um, plus many other reasons why. Um, to, I want to stop here because, so like, obviously this scene is a mm-hmm. flashback and yeah. it's very clearly like mentioned that it's a flashback. It's right. very like easily delineated in the movie that like, this yeah. is present, this is flashback. This is my one gripe with the book was Everything was so jumbled. Yeah. And the, like, points of view switched so many times. I had no idea who was talking half the time. So I was like, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to keep track. I'm yeah. trying to understand what's going on. But, like, it's it was so difficult because... Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is how Toni Morrison's writing just is. Um, but, like, yeah, it was very hard to distinguish what was present, what was past, who was talking... What was going Who's on? Who's on first? <laughs> exactly. Who's exactly. on first? Just needed to point that yeah. out. Yeah. Well, we're still in this flashback at this point, and we actually are in the woods, and we see that baby Suggs used to be like a preacher. She mm. used to preach in the woods to people. Um, we're now back in, and actually the, um, this isn't a flashback on the, about the baby Suggs when they're preaching, because uh, Setha actually takes the two girls, Beloved and Denver, out to the woods to show them where baby Suggs that used piece, to preach. Yes, yeah. And then we do see a flashback of yeah. that actually happening. Well, they come home. Well, Setha comes home first. Um, Paldi is naked in the tub. Because why not? Because <laughs> why not? Also, that tub was teeny tiny. Teeny. Um, he, goes, he goes, do you want to get in here? I'm like, where? There's where? no room. Zero room. <laughs> Zero room. Um, but so he ends up getting up. He's naked. And then they, you know, start kissing or whatever. And he, she's like, you know, the girls are, you know, going to be coming in any second. And Beloved actually does come in and she hears them. And then when she does hear them, she runs off and goes back to the river um, with Denver. And then there's this really like weird scene of like turtles having sex. It's just bizarre. Yeah, I don't know what was happening there. Yeah. And now they come home for dinner, and Seth, or, um, Beloved is just glaring at Paul D at this point, and is just like, and like puts him to sleep. Yeah. Like puts him in a trance and puts him to sleep. He ends up waking up in, in a chair, and then he falls back to sleep, and then wakes up in Baby Sook's bed. And he mentions something about like, he she's putting him... It's weird. Like, uh, it's some sort of trance or he's mentioned something that he knows what she's doing or something. Right. He's very much like aware of what, you know, her powers are. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and then things get real weird. Cause then he like is in, she like banishes him to like the outhouse area or like the little shed or whatever. So he's now sleeping out in the shed for whatever reason. (laughs) Beloved goes out there and like seduces him. And he caves, and then he's, like, yelling, like, red heart. That's red one heart. word for it. I wouldn't call it seducing. I would call it, like... Raping, almost? Well, like, basically, molesting like, molesting, him? mind-effing. I don't know what she was doing. Yeah, and, like... Like, clearly, he could... Basically, what I took it as is, like, he knew what was happening. Yeah. But he had zero control over like his stopping body. yeah it. yeah exactly and like denver overhears them it's just like this really hard scene to watch yeah um i didn't understand the red heart why I, was he why did he keep saying i don't red know heart? it made me think he meant something about the devil or demons mm, or something okay. like that i didn't fully understand it but paul Maybe D- has some sort of like biblical meaning i guess i'm not sure <laughs> paul d goes to talk to setha at work and like he wants to like almost just tell her the truth and knowing that it's going to like ruin their relationship. But he goes to, to meet her at work and she's like really excited 
of like, you know, that he's there. And when she, when he sees that she's so excited that, um, he's there to meet her after work, um, he's like, um, like, I just want to get you pregnant. <laughs> like, and then he wants to like start a family and it's like really weird. And yeah. she gets kind of excited, but they're both like past that in their life age, I believe probably. Yeah. Well, cause she had what, four kids. Didn't she also lose one? I'm trying to remember how many, like, pregnancies she had. Yeah. Either way, like, she's been through it. Right. (laughs) So, Paldi then goes to work, and he's all, like, jovial and happy. And, like, the men are like, you know, why are you so happy? And he was like, me and Seth are going to start a family and have a baby. (laughs) One of the guys is like, "Mm, beep, beep, back it up. (laughs) You don't know the whole story yet. So, he shows Paldi a newspaper clipping, and it's about Setha. And he's like... Why would these white papers be doing an article about her? So. Well, he also says that's not her. Yeah. He's I, like, he's the like, lips are different. Right. I'm like, okay, bro. It's a, it's a pencil sketch. Right. Like it's not going to be accurate. Also, it's, a, it's an old newspaper. Right. Clip. I'm like, also like, why is that guy holding that in his wallet? <laughs> like <laughs> why do you still have that article? Anyways. So we don't find out right at that point what happened. Paul D actually goes home and ask Setha exactly what happened. And so we get the full story um, that, you know, she came back after, you know, escaping slavery. She had the two boys and two girls. Um, and everything was good. And at one point, uh, the her white slave owner from Kentucky ends up showing up at the house. Referred to as school teacher school all throughout teacher. the book. And right. The and... From my understanding is that he has come to take the children because they are technically his property. They had a debt to pay. Mm. And I guess they, the deal was that they were to pay this debt by him being able to take the children. Basically, Got it. Back to Kentucky to probably be In slaves. slaves. Yeah. Right. So she did not want that to happen. So in her mind killing the kids would be a better option than them going into slavery with this man. So she is in like the shed area and they all walk in and the two boys are on the ground, presumably dead. Um, and then she is holding beloved, um, the second youngest girl and she has slit her throat and killed that baby. She's also, um, like about to throw throwing Denver. Denver. Yeah. yeah. And someone catches Denver. Yeah. Um, so beloved is dead. The two youngest boys are actually alive. Um, so beloved is the only one that actually ended up dying. And, but when the white man came in or the, you know, the yeah. school teacher came in, it looked like all of them were dead. Right. And technically he could not take Denver because Denver was born in the river, making her not, free. Right, not so, enslaved, yeah. Right. Do you think she was just trying to seriously wound them or actually kill them? I think she was trying to kill them. No. I mean, she slit the kids, one of the kids' throats. Right. Okay. I Fair. think so. Fair. But I don't understand why she knocked out the boys. Right. And didn't just cut their throats. Too. Right. Which is awful even to say. Right. Or like that she was like swinging Denver around. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like why are we trying different methods? Right. 
I don't know what's awful. awful. Just awful. this scene in general is just terrible. Terrible. The, the thing also to note here is like the the white men walk in, and they're like they're equally as disgusted by like yeah. what's going on. All things aside, obviously slavery, mm-hmm. and, you know, all that aside, like they're thinking like, wow, like this woman. Like, she so badly didn't want us to take her children that she yeah. took their lives right. so that we couldn't. T- like, they were just as disgusted yeah. and like, didn't know, like, how to handle it either. Yeah. So, anyway, so in the movie, again, from my understanding of the movie, they kind of were like, all right, and they leave. And Setha and them all just keep on going in life. I think in the book they talk about how she actually did jail time. She did. Yeah. They, they actually take her away for quite a while. Yeah. But they don't mention in the movie or show her being locked up. Right. At all. So after this all comes out, Paul D's like, okay, bye. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's probably best to finally, <laughs> I'm just going to go. <laughs> like, you don't got to worry about me. So- <laughs> you don't got to worry about me. It's so bad. Yeah. But basically, well, and I actually really liked the scene in book and movie because mm-hmm. she's like, you think after everything you just heard that I've gone through and I've done that you leaving is going to be what breaks me? Like, <laughs> goodbye, sir. I don't need you. But also, like, run. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so now Setha is just with the two girls. And Beloved starts humming a song that Setha made up for her kids. So it's a made-up song. No one would have known this song. And then she finally sees, after all this time, this giant scar under under Beloved's throat Mm -hmm. and she kind of puts two and two together finally of who beloved actually is which is her her first daughter yes that she she killed killed. so now setha just kind of goes into a tailspin at this point she starts envisioning at one point that her boys come back like as adults as adults um which doesn't really happen uh setha ends up going to work late one day she's never been late she gets fired from work and we see her kind of walking through town and everyone is just absolutely horrified to even see her. Now we know why everyone's really, you know, it's not right. that their house is haunted. Right. It's because she killed her child. And we see her going in and buying a bunch of fabric scraps and candy for the girls and a little baby doll. And when she comes home, beloved asks Setha why she hurt her and why she left her. And, you know, I think she kind of just explained, tries to explain to her why she did it. Right. Um, and then, so they have this like, kind of like dance party type <laughs> celebration. I don't even know what was happening. It was like in um, Practical Magic, yes, except not. But not. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> yes. just like them dancing around or whatever. So at one point, Beloved wants more of these sweets um, and they're out of sweets. She freaks out. Um, starts scratching her neck. and That's like, what I would do if the sweets I were gone. I mean, <laughs> honestly. Um, and Beloved, like, just keeps freaking out. Keeps freaking out. She ends up re- uh, ripping Baby Sue's quilt. And... Denver goes off the rail. Yeah, and Denver's like, like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> like, that, don't touch that. And then we get this, like, flashback or this image of um, Denver talking to baby Sugs and, you know, telling her that she needs to go out on her own. You know, she's like, it's about time that you go. So Denver actually leaves and tries to find work um, because Setha can no longer work because she's not feeling well. Basically she, yeah. because she lost her mind. Yeah. She's not eating or anything. And people actually start bringing food to the house. So the, the moral of it is like, everyone is horrified from Setha, but I think 
you know, people actually do like Denver and mm-hmm. feel bad for her yeah. and want to make sure she's taken care of. Yeah. Well, and I think, I can't remember if it was a movie or book, but somebody at some point says, like, don't, you shouldn't treat somebody, you know, terribly for something they did in the past. Like, mm-hmm. like time has passed at this point. Like, like she, she tried, you know right. what I mean? She at least left, you know, mm-hmm. built an okay life for Denver, like yeah. after everything that had happened. Yeah. So Denver ends up going to Cincinnati to see Mr. And Miss Bodwin. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where baby Sue's who she used to work for. Not as a slave, but just as like a housemaid or mm-hmm. housekeeper. And they were always really good to her. Um, and so she actually ends up getting work with them. And she, they even said, you know, she can come work at night and still take care of her mom and, and whatnot. Well, word gets out around town um, about Setha and her being sick. Yeah. So a big group of women... All the Karens of Cincinnati come and start praying outside of their house. Well, Setha and Beloved come outside and Beloved is naked and pregnant. What? Oh my God. Like what is happening? And presumably with um, Paul D's child. Yes. You know, they had. Yes. And so while they're out there, Mr. Bodwin, um, is coming to pick up Denver for work is what I'm thinking for like her first shift. Yeah. (laughs) And he kind of looks like the school teacher Mm -hmm. from Kentucky. So Setha freaks out thinking that he's coming back for them. And like, as she's like charging this guy, this group of women, like, I don't know. They don't, they don't attack her, but they just start like, well, holding she's a, her back. She's and, going at him with an ice pick. Yeah. And, and so, they're like, yeah, we can't have that happen. So they kind of like just stop her from right. going any further. So the next we see, Beloved is gone. She off the porch. She vanished. She's a pile of quilt on the porch and there's like butterflies around. Um, so she's gone. And the next scene we get is, you know, Denver in Cincinnati. Um, she runs into Paul D downtown. Who seems to be doing pretty good for himself. Yeah. And we find out that Denver is still working for the Bodwins after all of that. And she actually has another job at the shirt factory. So she's been doing pretty well. Um, he asks her about Setha and he's like, she's like, she's not okay. She won't get out of bed. Beloved is gone. And he's like, is it okay if I come by sometime? I'm like, what? No. And she's like, sure. Like, fine. But like, be careful what you say to her. Yeah. And we see that he goes and sees her. Wait, hold on. There's a p- part where he asks her, like, do you think like that, that uh-huh. beloved is gone? And do you really think that, that she was your sister? Yeah. And Denver says like, sometimes I think she was. And sometimes I think she was more. And it's yeah. Like, what do you mean by that? Right. <laughs> and then we get a scene of baby Sugs preaching in the woods. And then it finally ends <laughs> the end. And then I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> Yeah, Paul D goes to visit Setha, and he's just like, so I'm back. Yeah. So one thing that they, like, didn't... There was kind of, like, a subplot throughout the book of really, like, who is beloved. Mm -hmm. Like, they actually think, I think, in the book at some point that she's a missing woman from another town or something. It's definitely not as clear-cut or clear, like, cut and dry in the movie. Or in the book as it is in the movie that, like, beloved is 
her daughter. Um, because, like I said, like they make we talked about this. They make mention of her mm-hmm. towards the beginning of the book, and then it's like not really talked about mm-hmm. until all of this like comes about. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that was like intentional or because. Like I would have liked that more in the movie, though. Well, but the book was confusing. So right. maybe they were trying to be less confusing. True. It was just one of those things where it's like, I was like a good twist at the end. So it's like, you know. Yeah. It, it, well. I don't know. And the book, like I mentioned earlier, the book, like, like actually, in, like, I don't know. It was weird because I didn't feel like when I was reading it that it was... I don't know. It, it was very confusing. Everything was. I think I'm still trying to figure out what, I know. what actually All happened. All right. So let's get there. So do we feel like the movie stayed true to the book? From what sure. I can tell happened in the book? Yes. Sure. I mean, I don't know. I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I just... I, I Here. I think I can't... And our next question is, which one did you like better? The book or the movie? I'm saying neither. Oh, I didn't know that was an option. It's not. I'm making it an option. Ah, okay. It is a new box to check. Because I don't want anyone to read or watch this Ooh, ouch. Hot take. Um, I, I'm going to go book. Yeah, only, I mean, only because if I hadn't watched the movie, I wouldn't have had those graphic images in my mind. Yeah. Um, I thought the movie was just way too extreme. Like, it and took too things. Long. Yeah, well, and too long. And it just took things like. To a degree that did not need to be taken. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm going with the book. Even though, like I said, the book is just so, like, jumbled. And, like, I don't know when is when and who is who and yeah. anything like that. But I will stick to actually picking one because that's technically what we're supposed to do. Okay, then I'll pick the book. Fine. <laughs> okay. I think this story is an interesting story and it could have been told a lot better. I would agree. I'm and a lot shorter. That. A lot shorter. Yeah. I If someone would like to rewrite this story, I might give it a chance. Yeah. But it is, like I said, it won a Pulitzer Prize. It is a, it is considered a classic. It is considered one of the best books of all time. Like, mm. clearly some people like it. All right. <laughs> Moving on. All right. That's it for this one. Make sure to hit subscribe on your podcast app. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a rating and leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Booby Girls. You can also email us at theboobygirls at gmail.com. And like we said earlier, we are on Patreon. All you have to do to become a patron is go to patreon.com forward slash thebovygirls to sign up to access our bonus content, including our booby serials, which we are covering Stay Close currently, but we also have... Nine Perfect Strangers, Firefly Lane, and what am I forgetting? Behind Her Eyes. Behind Her Eyes. Yes. um, Which we have the full series, uh, book to series uh, comparison. (laughs) Um, Next week, I am so excited for this. I'm ready for this one. I am so excited. What are we covering next week? We are doing the title No Exit, which just came out on Hulu, the movie? Just came out on Hulu. Yeah, so I have the book in my hand because you've already read this book. Correct. I read it last year. It is one of those unputdownable, have to keep reading to know what happens next books. So the back of it says 13 hours, four strangers, one missing child, no exit. She knows her odds. She'll fight anyway. This book will make you never want to stop at a rest stop mm. ever again. Oh, geez. <laughs> so be prepared. So I feel like I'm still, I'm only halfway through Stay Close. Yeah. I feel like I need to finish Stay Close so I can make sure I'm not jumbling these in my mind. You won't. They're very different. They're extremely yeah. different. But yeah, I they're saw- both like mystery. Well, I uh, per- personally, Stay Close is more mystery. No Exit is more thriller. 
I just opened it's a very chapter. Fast-paced. I just opened a chapter and it said December twenty fourth. So is this a Christmas book? <laughs> well, it's during the winter. It's Christmas, so it's it's actually a perfect read right now. Um, but yes, I am extremely excited. When I read this book last year, and then mm-hmm. I found out that they were making a movie out of it, I like lost. Do you it remember it? Are you going to reread it again? I'm going to re-listen to it. Okay. Since I'm giving you my copy to read, All right. but I am. I'm very like I don't know if I've been as excited as I have for any other episode. All that right. I have for this. You're really hyping <laughs> so, this up. Well, and that's the problem because I'm undoubtedly going to probably not like the movie as much as I well, like Well, I feel book, like so. Hulu's been doing some good things, so Let's hope we'll so. see. Let's hope so. We'll see. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, and remember, don't judge a book by its movie. Bye. Bye.